Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, this is Rabbi David Rosen, and welcome to Daily Daf Differently for Daf 53 of Masechet Shabbat. We've been talking about what sorts of things can and cannot be put on an animal that would be going out into a public domain on Shabbat. Shabbat extends to all creatures living in a Jewish household, even the animals. So placing a burden on an animal on Shabbat is not allowed. Some things, like bits and bridles and halters, are not considered burdens, but count more like clothing. The animal is wearing these items, not carrying them. We also saw that some items are forbidden for an animal to wear because they might fall off in a public domain, and the owner of the animal would be tempted to pick them up and carry them home. So two different factors determine which items should not be placed on an animal on Shabbat. One factor is that the animal should not be carrying any burdens. And the second factor is that the item may fall off the animal and tempt a person to pick it up and carry it home, which may lead the person to violate the prohibition against carrying, or as it's called in Hebrew, hotza'ah. This stop begins with commentary on the mission at the very end of Daf 52. In the first part of the mission it states, Chamor shurabo. A donkey can go out with a saddle pad so long as it's been tied on before Shabbat. And we learn a couple of things from this ruling. First, a saddle pad is not considered to be a burden. That's because, in addition to protecting an animal from the saddle rubbing against it, saddle pad also serves to keep an animal warm. So it's kind of like clothing, not a burden placed on an animal to carry, but something an animal wears to keep it warm. Second, even though it's not a burden, for an animal to be able to go outside with the saddle pad on Shabbat, it needs to have been tied onto the animal before Shabbat started. This is to prevent a situation where the animal goes out and the saddle pad slips off, tempting the owner to pick it up and carry it home. So here, in one ruling, we've got both of the factors related to what's okay to place on an animal on Shabbat regard for the prohibition against animals doing work, in this case carrying burdens, and regard for the possibility that a person may carry an item after it falls off the animal. The next teaching on our daf tells us that while it's okay to tie a saddle pad on a donkey before Shabbat, it's not okay to tie on an actual saddle, since the saddle is not for the animal's sake, but for the sake of the rider. A saddle pad keeps the donkey warm. It's for the donkey's benefit, not so the donkey can work but an actual saddle is different. Even if it does provide some extra warmth, it's more typically used for carrying riders, so it's forbidden for the animal to carry it, even if it was tied on before the start of Shabbat. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says that you can put a saddle on an animal before Shabbat as long as you don't tie it to the, as you don't tie the saddle on securely. If the saddle is too loose to stay on with the rider mounted, that makes it clear to everyone that the purpose of the saddle being on is to help keep the animal warm, not to carry a rider. The Gemara next thinks a bit more deeply about the needs of animals on Shabbat. What if you forgot to tie a saddle pad onto a donkey before Shabbat and the donkey gets cold? Can you toss the saddle pad on its back to help keep it warm, or does the donkey simply have to suffer? Here we're not talking about a donkey that's likely to go out into a public domain, but one that is staying right there in your courtyard. 
We said that an animal going out on Shabbat can't wear a saddle pad unless it was tied up, tied on before Shabbat started. But what about an animal that is staying put and shivering? Rob says that you can put the saddle pad on the donkey even on Shabbat. He derives this ruling from the fact that you can put a feed bag on a donkey on Shabbat. And he figures if you can attach a feed bag on Shabbat, again, we're only talking about animals that are staying in the courtyard, Rob figures you can certainly toss on a saddle pad since the feed bag is just a convenience for the animal, but the saddle pad is actually helping to reduce the animal's suffering from cold. Shmuel disagrees. He says that while putting on the saddle pad is allowed, putting on the feed bag is not, and he holds on to this distinction between something that helps reduce the animal's suffering, which is not only allowed but required, and something that merely increases the animal's convenience or pleasure, like putting on a feed bag. Reducing suffering is a powerful enough reason to overturn the general rule that a saddle pad needs to be tied on before Shabbat. Making it easier for the animal to get at its food is not a powerful enough reason to overturn the rule that placing an unnecessary item on an animal on Shabbat is forbidden. On 53b, we've got another case of allowing gear on animals so as to prevent suffering. This time, the Gemara explains that goats can go out with their udders tied up so the udders don't scrape along the ground. And speaking of udders, the last thing we have time to mention today is the story of a single dad whose wife died and left him with a nursing infant. The man was too poor to pay a wet nurse, but a miracle happened and his breasts started to produce milk like the breasts of a new mother. Rabbis had some interesting things to say about this story. Rav Yosef heard the story and said, what a great person this man must have been for this miracle to have been performed for him. But Abaye thought the opposite. What an unworthy person this person must have been for God not to have intervened by creating some way for him to earn a living. Instead, the entire pattern of creation had to be upset, something that Abaye apparently considers an ostentatious miracle, not befitting of God. Rav Nachman agrees and says that miracles often occur that make it possible for people to find a way to avoid hunger, but rarely like this, where God simply makes the food appear. Something about miracles that interrupt the normal way the world works is disturbing to these rabbis. They would rather see God working through natural channels, perhaps by creating a need in the man's community for workers so he could more easily find a job. But I say, maybe God took pity on this single dad and had reasons for not wanting him to be out all day at work. The way God handled it, not only did the child have something to eat, but the father and his child were able to bond in an especially powerful way, something that was probably important for a kid without a mother and a husband who just lost his wife. Like our case of the saddle pad, this kind of miracle was performed to relieve suffering. Perhaps this is the deeper reason why the editors of the Talmud placed this story here, to teach that we relieve suffering for our animals and for others in our care as an echo of God's compassionate care for us. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.